This minister and friend of ours, Mama and I, we've known him for years. And let me read you his profile, and I want to add other things. And he was joking with me when I said I want to read other things. Uh, it's Bishop Benak uh, Goodson Noaka. He's the presiding bishop of Living Water and Restoration Bible Churches Worldwide. He is an international speaker. He has authored several books, among them, Invading the Babylonian System. You know that book? And how about this one? You remember the mystery of the altar? Hey. Yeah. Uh, he is married to Bibiana Mwanza um, Nwaka. They are blessed with four daughters. And he has beat me on this one and six grandchildren. And their sixth grandchild is the first son they've had who was born today. Eh? Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah. So I, I told him, I said, I said, your children will keep on having girls until you start relating with me. I have an anointing of boys because I'm grieving with mama and I were grandfathers or grandparents of two children. Anyhow, he op he's the senior pastor, therefore, of the prophetic powerhouse in Kitwe, Zambia, Living Waters Ministries. And he operates in the office of a prophet and an apostle. And I tell you, Vazalana, I've known him for years. Let me tell you. Uh, we met in Cameroon in 1992. We've been friends for 30 years, me and this man of God, by the grace of God. 30 long years. His children were not married, neither were mine. He wasn't a grandfather, neither was I. He was handsome, he still is. I was handsome, I don't know what happened. My hair is all gone. His hair is still hanging on. But we have so many similarities. When I met this man, I loved him so much. Because I never met him. I was invited there by Super Papa Billy Lobanza in Cameroon. And I didn't know they relate with Papa Billy, but he was a guest speaker. And when I went to preach, he loved my sermon. When he went to preach, I loved his sermon. And we met on the basis of recognizing the hand of God on one another's life. I, him and Bishop Chalo are two of my friends and Bishop Dark Hewitt Bills. These are three of my friends outside this country whom I can call my best friends. I love them so much. And I love them because they work for God, they love God, and so on. Just a few similarities before I call him. He was born again in 1978. Yeah, yeah, some of you, you don't get the revelation. That's the same year in which I was born again. He started ministry in 1985. I started ministry in 1982. So we met in Cameroon 1992, and of course he's beat me with the grandchildren, Mara. Hang in there, my friend, I'm coming. <laughs> I love this man because of his integrity and love for God. When did I get married? I got married in 1988. You also got married in 1988? <laughs> This is amazing, Bazalana. How can you, how can you, how can you have so much similarities with a person who's not even in your country, Nohal? Ha! Yeah. So, Bazalana, you can see we love one another. We spent a wonderful time yesterday when he arrived. It's a man I really honor and respect, and I love him for his love for God, his passion for ministry. My wife and I are great friends with him, as a couple as well, and we thank God for you, men of God. We've been through thick and thin together. Even when his first wife passed on a few years ago, 
We were there in Zambia to be with them, to cry with them and mourn with them and walk with them through that time. He's buried again after several years and uh, we are so grateful at this stage. And when his firstborn daughter got married in Malawi, we were there to go and officiate the wedding. And I'm saying this for you younger pastors. Uh, I always tell Baruti, get friends. Have friends, even if they're not in this country. You know, get old together and handsome together like we are. <laughs> uh, but most of all, have a friend who loves God. This is someone I go to for counsel. And when the church went through a difficult time, we were there with them. We talk with each other. We open our hearts to one another. So without much ado, I'd like us all to stand and honor the servant of the Lord, Bishop Bernard Nwaka. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, somebody. I love you, sir. I love you, sir. Love you. Thank you, sir. Amen and amen. Sit down. Wow. I've missed you, Grace. So happy to be back home. I call this place home. And uh, I cannot add to all what my brother has said, except to say that uh, um, they are such a blessing to me and uh, to, to my family. And uh, I know where to run to. Uh, when I'm going through some things I need to share. And so our relationship goes beyond the platform, beyond the pulpit. And um, it's good to have a covenant brother and also his lovely wife, Gege. Uh, so thank you for, for our relationship, your love and support. And uh, we thank God. I don't want, I don't want to become emotional, <laughs> but thank you very much. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you so much for this time that you have given us uh, to have fellowship around your word. Speak to us, Lord, because your word is spirit and life. So let there be life in our hearts. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. As my brother put it, I'm very, very, very excited. My wife would have been with me, but uh, she remained to welcome our 60th grandson. Amen. Who came today? Amen. Otherwise, everything was set, air tickets, everything. Uh, but then, you know, uh, uh, a grandmother has to, to remain behind. Turn with me to the book of uh, Psalm 68 and reading verse 11. I think the media people, yeah, sure. I'm sharing today on the subject I have entitled The Power of the Announcement. Hallelujah. The power of the announcement. 
And uh, I looked at the definition of announcement. You know, these are words you take for granted. Um, it's a formal statement about a fact, occurrence, or intention. Uh, announcement, a formal statement about a fact, occurrence, or intention. There is also another word I want to uh, Define, or I also checked in the dictionary because I'll be using these two words, announcement and the other word, declare. Uh, <clears throat> declare to disclose or to make public. To disclose or to make public. I'm sharing this evening on the subject I've entitled The Power of Announcement. Psalm 68 verse 11. <clears throat> the Lord announces the word. Hallelujah. And uh, the following sentence is very interesting. And the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng, a mighty army. So you cannot proclaim what you have not heard. You cannot proclaim that which you have not heard. The Lord announces the word. Can we check it out? King James Version. Let's read from King James Version and, and see how it comes out. In King James, it says, the Lord sends a command. The Lord, when he announces, it is a command. Hallelujah. No, I, um, I, I meant the same one. Let me just read it. The same one, Psalm 68 verse 11 uh, from King James Version. From King James Version, it is a command. It's a command. So the Lord announces the word. So before anything is done, there is an announcement in the spiritual realm. There is an announcement in the spiritual realm. And I want to declare to you tonight is a night of announcement. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a night of announcement. And my prayer is that you may be able to discover what the Lord has announced over your life. I pray that you'll be able to discover what the Lord has announced over your family. And what God has announced over grace. And what God has announced over South Africa. Because you can only proclaim that which you have heard. Now the problem is that we are not able to pick, to understand, to know what God has already announced. I pray that tonight shall be a night of alignment. Where you align yourself with the command of God that has been released over your life. Say amen somebody. So the Lord announces the word. And the women who proclaim it are a mighty throng. I pray that God will raise prophetic women. 
Oh, we are entering into a season that God is raising women, prophetic women, who will be able to know the announcement of God over the city, over the nation, and over the family. Hallelujah. You can only proclaim that which you have heard. And may God raise the women. May the Lord raise prophetic women. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Kings 17 verse 9. I'll give you several scriptures. Because let scripture interpret scripture. 1 Kings 17 verse 9. God speaks to Elijah and he says, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Hallelujah. It's like today I'm talking about women. Hallelujah. He's not saying I have directed a businessman or a millionaire or a multi-millionaire or billionaire, but I've directed a widow to take care of you. God can use anybody. God can use anybody. Hallelujah. So God is going to do something in your life that will make you know this is the finger of God. Because if Elijah had gone to a rich well-to-do woman like a Shunammite, or you'd have gone to a rich businessman, you would have said, oh, this is a man that has taken care of me. But it takes him to a woman that has nothing. Hallelujah. Do we have somebody here who is saying, it looks like my situation. That's where God is going to work. Hallelujah. God can use a rich man. He can, read, he can use a widow. He can use anybody. That's what makes him God. But then he says, I have directed. I like the other vision, King James vision. I have commanded a widow to take care of you. I have commanded. Other vision says directed. I have commanded. So in other words, there was a command operating over this woman. And she had no idea. She had no idea of the command that was over her life. Just like I've come here, many of you have no idea the command that is over your life. She had no idea. So Elijah, as a prophet, he obeyed. He said, well, we're going to be fed by a widow. So he went. And then he saw the widow and he said, excuse me. Uh, somebody, he had to start the conversation somewhere. Can I? <laughs> he was not invited, by the way, by the widow. He had to start the conversation. Excuse me, uh, can you give me some water to drink? You start from somewhere. And uh, uh, the widow had no discernment that this is the man God has commanded me to feed. First of all, she did not know there was a word over her life. Secondly, she did not even know, no discernment, this is the man. I said, okay, for water, no problem, I'll give it to you. As she was going, Elijah says, oh, let's help this woman. 
Excuse me, ma'am, can you bring me some bread as well to eat? In other words, let's help this lady. Because what God has told me and what I'm seeing is completely different. Can you bring me some food, some bread? Oh my goodness, the manifestation of poverty came out. Excuse me, sir. I'm a widow. In other words, a wrong address. I came here looking for a little few, to, to get a few sticks. And if you were to come home, I've got uh, a little oil, everything little. And flour, little. And as if that is not enough. To prepare the last meal. Ooh, everything little, last few. To prepare the meal and we eat with my son and die. So she appealed, she wanted somebody to sympathize with her. You know, that's how we really love somebody to sympathize with you, cry with you. But uh, I, I don't know what I would have done if I were Elijah at that time. Maybe I would have said, okay, okay, okay. Just bring water. But Elijah says, excuse me, woman. Hear what I'm saying to you. Go and make some bread for me first. Not for yourself. Not even for your son. And I think uh, in our days we would say widow's abuse. You know, with these rights. And then hear the word of the Lord. What you have, what you have, what you have shall never run dry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in other words, what Elijah is doing here, he is connecting this woman to the word of her life. She has no idea that things have changed from a poor widow to a supplier. She has no idea that in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm, there is a shift from just an ordinary woman to a rich woman that will take care of the man of God. I came to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, there is an announcement over your life. I came to tell you things have changed. There is a shift in the spiritual realm. There is a shift. I came to somebody who is still walking in the natural. I came to talk to somebody who is still looking at the few, the few sticks. I came to talk to somebody who is looking at the little uh, little oil, a little flour. I came to talk to somebody who has a little, uh, if there is at all, little money in the account. I came to talk to somebody who is walking in the natural. I came to tell you there is a shift there is a shift 
I don't care what you are going through. I care what God has spoken over your life. And I came to connect you to the word of the Lord over your life. I came to tell you there is a shift. Tell somebody there is a shift. Tell somebody there is a shift. Sit down. is an announcement over your life don't walk by sight walk by faith walk by the word of the Lord there is an announcement Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are in a world full of the negatives. We are in a world where we are hearing negative announcements. You tune in, BBC, negative announcements. CNN, you're on here, negative announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. As the word of the Lord says, God announces his word. And mighty are the women who pick it and proclaim it. What are you announcing? Are you announcing that which you have heard? Are you announcing the word of the Lord? Or are you announcing circumstances? For how long are you going to be announcing coronavirus? For how long are you going to be announcing the pandemic? For how long are you going to be announcing fear? For how long are you going to be announcing poverty, lack, sickness, misfortune? I know you are saying, but it is, but these are facts. I know you're saying that. And I agree. It was a fact that she was a widow. It was a fact that she had no flower. She had the little flower, little oil. It was a fact. But it was not the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What was the truth? There was a shift. The word of the Lord over her life was the truth. Because God has a final say over your life. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what are you announcing? Facts or the truth? Isaiah 42 verse 9. Isaiah 42 and reading verse 9. Let's, let's read it together. Let's shout it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's shout it together. One, two, three, four. See, 
I can't hear you. I can't hear you. One, two, three, four. See, the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before they spring into being, what do I do? I announce them. So I'm not going to announce your luck. I will announce your provision. I'm not going to announce your sickness. I'm going to announce your healing. I'm not going to announce a single lady here. I'm going to announce a family. I'm going to announce a married person. I'm going to announce your ministry. I'm going to announce a mega, mega, mega church. What does the Lord do? Bring the scripture again. See, the former things have taken place. So we are not announcing your history. We are announcing your future. We are announcing your destiny. We are announcing your breakthrough. We are announcing what God is about to do in your life. The devil is a liar. Your future is greater than your past. See, the former things have taken place. And new things I do what? What is to declare? To disclose. To bring to public. So the Lord is declaring that which was hidden about your life. What is he declaring to you? So that you know. And what is he going to do? He's going to announce them. Sit down. So before it happens in your life, number one, you must see the word. I didn't say hear the word. I said see the word. Number two, believe the word. Number three, announce the word. Number four, pray the word into being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the former things have taken place. And new things I declare before they spring into being. I announce to you the power of announcements. But I want to ask you a question. What have you been announcing? What have you been announcing? I taught my family to be careful what they announce. Let me give you an example. Do you know that many times the devil wants to use your mouth? I'll give an example. And I think many of you have gone through that. Others maybe are still going through it. When the devil wants to do something in your life or family, 
You know what the demons do? They'll bring a nightmare or bring a dream. Meanwhile, you are with your husband, you are with your wife, or you are with your children, and you're having a good time. You go to sleep. Oh, good night, darling. Good night. Mwah, mwah. Yeah, you've, you, you're laughing because that's what we do. Mwah, mwah. And in the night, in the dream, what do you see? The opposite of mwah, mwah. You're fighting with your wife. Or your husband is fighting with you. Completely the opposite of what you have been experiencing. So what do you do? Some of you, you wake up. Hey, hey, hey. Wake up. What's up? No, I haven't dreamed well. Me, I would say, don't disturb me. <laughs> me, I would say, excuse me. Can't it wait? And you know when ladies want to share, wake up. You want, wake up. What is it? The dream is bad. What about it? You were beating me or I was beating you or we were fighting. You know what you have done? You have announced. You know what you have done? You have birthed it from the spiritual realm into the natural. Because that's the only way the devil can enter. He's looking for somebody who can announce. Sometimes it may not be violence, it may be an accident. Sometimes it can be a sickness or death of a beloved one. Because that's what the devil has orchestrated in the dark world, in the demonic world. Somehow, somehow, because you did not cover yourself, there was a loophole and he, he penetrates into your dream world. And you announce. So now, can I tell you something? Do you know fear is a kind of faith in the negative? Why do you fear? Because you believe that it can happen. So I have trained my family, my children, my wife. I've trained them over the years. When such a thing happens, you have a negative dream. Refuse that your mouth would announce it. So what do you do? I just say, wake up. Just go to another room. Just begin to go. In the name of Jesus, I stand against you, Lucifer. I stand against your principality. There is no violence here. There is no separation here. There is no divorce here. There is no sickness here. Speak against it until you have a breakthrough until there is a lifting then after two three four five days if you want then you can talk about it you can say darling you know there was this but I dealt with it 
Hallelujah. I did what? I dealt with it. Watch your mouth. What have you been announcing? Watch your mouth. When my daughter, the firstborn, whom you, you wedded in Malawi, when she was one year old, one year old we were in Kabwe. And uh, this was not a dream from the demonic world. It was from the Lord. He was showing us what the devil was planning. Because you know what? The devil can impose things over you. But also God can show you what the devil is planning. So you have to discern. You have to know whether it is the devil imposing. Or whether it's God showing you what they are planning in the dark world. The dream we had was... The Lord showing us. Suddenly, in the night, I see my firstborn girl sick, very sick. My wife, late wife also, had the same dream. In the same night, my daughter is sick. Imagine whereby you have the same dream. Concerning the same person, the same time. So woke up in the morning... And since I knew it was the Lord, and I said, darling, this is what I have seen. But then, she said, yes, that's what I saw. But then, in the natural, the baby was very strong. Completely the opposite of what we saw. It's like I'm in a prophetic school, I'm teaching you. It's like it's a prophetic class. So what did we do? We said, we will not go by what we see in the natural. We will go by what God has revealed. We began to pray. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that our daughter shall not die. We arrest the spirit of death. We decree she shall not die. She shall live. We prayed. Then in the evening she got sick. Then we said, devil, you are late. We have already prayed. Devil, you are late. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what would have happened if God hadn't revealed or if we hadn't prayed. Because for the whole week, the doctors were saying 50-50. And we said there is nothing here like 50-50. We have already prayed. God revealed so that we intercede. The Lord revealed so that we stop the plans of the devil. I came to ask you the question. What have you been announcing? Concerning your marriage. Concerning your future, concerning your business, concerning your health, concerning your ministry. What have you been speaking from your mouth? And I know you will say, but there are facts. Excuse me. I don't walk by facts. I walk by the word. I walk by the truth. What are you announcing? What are you announcing? I'm broke. 
you are broke do you know the power of the announcement do you know the power of the tongue what are you announcing I'm broke you will never hear me say I'm broke never even when there is no cash in the pocket I'll never say I'm broke you know what I say I'm temporarily financially inconvenienced say after me temporarily financially inconvenience it simply means money is there it's just a matter of time hallelujah 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 tell your neighbor 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 from today the lord circumcises your mouth Do you know that many of us have killed our destinies with our own mouths? Do you know the biggest enemy in your life? It is yourself. What you speak about yourself. What you speak about your husband. I don't care whether your husband comes very drunk. Don't say you are a drunkard. Say you are a man of God. I see you prophesying. I see you preaching. And then you look at you. You mean me, you, you, you. Yes, yes. What are you announcing? What God has spoken to you. What God revealed to you. Not what you are seeing with your eyes. What are you announcing? Concerning your children. What are you announcing concerning your business? What are you announcing concerning Soweto? What are you announcing concerning South Africa? Are you announcing what you are seeing? What the devil is doing? Or are you announcing what God has spoken concerning this nation? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, tonight is a night of announcement. Say, so get ready. Say, so get ready. Get ready to announce the command. Tell somebody, get ready to announce the command. Get ready to announce the word of the Lord. There is a scripture many people like quoting Amos 3 7. Let's read Amos 3 7. People like quoting the scripture, but they have not understood why. When the Bible says, Surely the Lord, let's read it together. One, two, three, four. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Why? Why does God do nothing unless? 
Why does God do nothing unless or until he reveals to his prophet because of four things? Number one, he wants somebody who is going to do what? Believe. Number two, somebody who is going to do what? Announce. Somebody who is going to do what? Speak it out. Or rather birth it. And somebody who's going to do what? After catching it. In fact, number one is catching it. Number two, believing it. Number three, speaking it out, birthing it. Number four, pray. That's why he reveals to his prophets. It is not to make them feel nice or feel good. When he reveals, it simply means assignment given. God doesn't reveal for fun. He does not reveal to make somebody happy. When God reveals, as we read Psalm 68 verse 11, the Lord announces the word and the women catch it. And when they catch it, they run with it. They proclaim it. That's the power of your mouth. And the question is, what have you been proclaiming over your ministry, over your family, over your destiny, over your future? The power of the announcement. I'm reminded of the prophet, First Kings eighteen forty-one. Can we have First Kings chapter eighteen? Reading verse forty-one. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink. He didn't say, Ahab, let's go to the mountain. No, go eat and drink. For there is the sound of the heavy rain. Meanwhile, in the natural, there was nothing. And that's the problem we have because we find it difficult to announce that which is contradicting the natural. Because of the way we have been made, we find it easy to announce the natural. But Elijah says, I hear the sound of the heavy rains. And there is no sign. No sign. No cloud. There are so many of us here, we would only announce if you have a sign. Somebody saying, I will give you a million rand. You take it that as a sign. But completely dry. 
I came to somebody here whose eyes when seeing it is completely dry the Lord is lifting you up from the natural into the supernatural where you will work with God that's why the Bible says without faith it is impossible to walk with God to please God it is literally impossible what is faith speaking things from nothing into being that's faith Speaking something into being from nothing. God is taking you to another level. The supernatural level where you will not walk by the natural. First Kings 18.41 I hear the sound of the heavy rain. Ahab, you go eat and drink. And so what does he do? He climbs up the mountain. He has heard. What has he done? He has heard and he has believed. And what has he done? Announced. What is he doing now? The last important phase, climbing the mountain. Rabosata. That's where now we are birthing what we have announced in the spiritual realm. We are birthing what we have heard. We have got the word. We have got the command. And now we are birthing. We have announced. We have believed. We have announced. The Bible says, and Elijah knelt down. Ladies and gentlemen, he did what is difficult for me to do. Excuse me. He put his head between his knees. That is a birthing position. And that shows how this man, it was not a one death thing. He was used to do that. He put his head between the knees and he began to pray. Father God, Oh, Rabbi Shatter, I have seen the cloud in the heavenlies, but there is no cloud in the natural. I have heard the sound in the heavenlies, but there is no sound in the natural. Lord, I walk by your word. Lord, I dwell in your counsel. Lord, I dwell in your presence. I have believed what you have shown me. And I have believed what I have heard. You did not show it for myself. You did not show it for my sake. You showed me for the sake of the nation. Now, Lord, I pray, let it rain. Let it rain. As you spoke, let it rain. As I have heard, let it rain. his servant go check by the seashore see what's happening because I'm here to birth and I will not stop until what I have seen in the spiritual realm comes into the natural I cannot deny what 
have seed in the spiritual realm. The spiritual world to me is more real than the natural. I cannot deny the word of the Lord. The young man comes and he says, there is nothing. And he says, I don't take no for an answer because I have heard. It's not enough to hear the word. It's not enough to announce the word. It, is, it, it, it leads you to paying the price of birthing it into the natural through prayer. Until he was told there is a small cloud like a man's hand, and he said, That is enough, that is enough, that is enough. Because I know, I know my God, do not despise the small beginnings, it may start small, but it will grow fast. I came to tell somebody that which has started small in your life will grow very fast very fast your business will grow very fast your church will grow very fast the anointing will grow very fast sit down the power of the announcement let scripture interpret scripture second corinthians 4 13 Don't miss Sunday. I'm telling you. Don't miss Sunday. And don't come alone. I know what I'm talking about. We are just laying a foundation. We are laying a foundation. Sunday is a prophetic Sunday. Come with your husband. Come with your wife. Come with your children. Come with the backslider. Come with everybody. Let's read the scripture together. I want you to shout it. One, two, three, four. It is written, I believed. What did he do, number one? Believed. Number two, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe. And therefore we speak. We announce. I believed. How did you believe? Because of the spirit of faith. Do not confuse your strongest desire to faith. Tell somebody, tell somebody, excuse me, do not confuse. Tell somebody, do not confuse your strongest desire to faith because many of us what we have is a strong desire but not faith but the bible says let's have it again let's have it again i believed therefore i've spoken now comes the explanation. Since we have that same spirit of faith. Why is it called same spirit of faith? Faith to believe and faith to speak. 
Some of you, you believed. But when it came to speak, to create, there was no faith. I'm preparing you when you go into your closet, when you raise an altar, when you have those three days of prayer and fasting, you know how to pray. You don't just end praying, praying, believing. You must believe, you must hear the word, and you must announce it. You must speak it. That's why you cannot be a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God that doesn't have time alone. When you are birthing, it is not time. Even your closest friends are not there when you're giving birth to a child. It's only the midwives and the doctors. That's why even Jesus Christ, when he was about to do serious miracles, he kicked everybody out. Even among his own disciples, he took only three. There are certain things that you have to get the faith killers out. Tell somebody, faith killers out. Don't think anybody can agree with you on the level of your faith concerning what you are trusting God for. Get the faith killers out. Do you know why I'm sitting down? Because Jesus sat. And they began to teach. Okay, so it's all right. Tell somebody it's all right. Get the faith killers out. Some of you, just because you hold hands with somebody who says amen and you think amen is agreement, no. I know amen simply means let it be so. They can say it with words, but the spirit is not at that level. Do you know what agreement is? Whatever two or three shall agree, my father in prayer shall do it. Do you know what it means? It means your spirit and his spirit unites concerning an item. Now, do you think everybody unites? Is God speaking to somebody here? I'm saying, is God speaking to somebody here? You, you are trusting God for 10 million rands. And meanwhile, your friend, your neighbor is struggling to raise 10,000 rand. Not that he's got little faith. That's just his level. He's growing. And then you tell him, brother, let's agree with me. Agree with me. I'm trusting God for 10 million rand. (laughs) 
the man alone. Unless by revelation God says he has the faith. Otherwise leave him alone. So the agreement we are talking about here is his spirit, your spirit fused together. Operating on the same wavelength. Can I tell you something? So it is not how many you are who are praying, but it is how many you are who are united. Say it again. It's not how many you are. Shout with me. It's not how many we are. It's not how many we are who are praying. But how many we are who are united in the spirit? So with the same spirit of faith, I believed. And with the same spirit of faith, I created by saying, let it be, let there be. Stop killing yourself. You have been a big hindrance to yourself. From today, learn what to speak. And do not allow people to bewitch you by what they say over your life. Have you ever heard somebody coming to you and saying, I dreamt you had died. I dreamt you are dead. Just uh, get behind me. I didn't finish. You finished. And sometimes these are intercessors. I dreamt the pastor is dead. So what? Why are you telling us? Do you think by telling us then you are a prophet or prophetess? Maybe if you brought it this way. To say I dreamt the enemy trying to throw or bring the spirit of death. But I rose up and I stood against it in the name of Jesus. I'll listen to you. Don't be a prophet of doom. You cannot intimidate me with your prophecy. You cannot intimidate me with your vision, negative vision. You must always be above that. People can throw spells and chantings in the name of prophecy. And in the name of visions, you have to be very careful who you allow to speak into your life. Last time, I think before the last time, 
the, 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 the bishop, apostle, invited me to minister. And I shared here and I said there's a very big difference between revelation and divination. You remember? And now many people are taking divination as revelation. They have just brought it from the Sangomas in the church. What is the difference between some of these prophets and Sangomas? Tell me what's the difference. The Sangomas will not serve you, will not do anything without money. And what about these uh, false prophets? They will not prophesy without. That's why, Grace, you are blessed. I'll say it again Grace, you are blessed to have such a great apostle and prophetess Gege who love God, who fear God, who are immersed in the word. I came to say you are blessed and hold on to what you have and guard what you have, support what you have, pray for what you have. Sit down. I have a problem and let me speak since I'm at home there are some things you can't speak as a guest speaker <laughs> I mean we have our own protocols in ministry there are some things as a guest speaker you can't speak there are things only Bishop Musa Sonu can speak here now since it's my covenant brother I think I'll speak We've been together for 30 years, eh? He knows my life in and out. Now, this is what I want to speak. I have a problem with some believers. But I don't think they are here in grace. I don't think they are here at grace. They go to other conferences where they hear there is a great, powerful prophet. No, those are not here. And when they go there, goodness me, they give what they have never given at their church. Hey! Say, hey! You find somebody has given. Not that they shouldn't give, but the problem I have is what you are giving outside there, you have never given at your church. You have never given your pastor, but a guest speaker who doesn't stay with you, who doesn't pray for you. You will not even see him again. Does not even know your name. You give a million rand or 500,000 rand. At church, you have given your maximum 2,000 rand. What statement is that? Yet when you have a challenge, you have a funeral, or you have anything that needs prayer, you run to the one you give a thousand. 
I'm not saying that you, I mean, God pays us, but I'm just talking about the believers. Sometimes will confuse me. Tell your neighbor, neighbor is not talking about you. The one he's talking about is far away in Liberia. I say this because you are different. I say this because God is raising this church not only in Johannesburg but in the whole nation and the continent of Africa to be a model. And you are a model because you have been taught, you have been trained. And you are in the word. If anybody comes here and speaks that which is not in the word, you will not believe. No matter the miracles, the signs and wonders, you will not believe. Because the word is supreme. Give me 10 minutes and I'll be done for today. Job 22, 28. 10 minutes and I'll be done. Job 22 and verse 28. You shall decree a thing. Let's read it together. Let's read together. One, two, three, four. What you decide on will be done. And light will shine on your ways. Other vision, King James. You shall decree. What you decree shall be done. What you speak. What you speak. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. So it's powerful what you speak. Isaiah 42 verse 22. If you have noticed today, I've given you a lot of scriptures. So that when you go home, I'm able to preach from one verse, from two verses. But today we are laying the foundation. Let it be built on the word. Let's read Isaiah 42, 22. Let's read together. One, two, three, four. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. With no one to say, restore. The power of what? Confession. If you want to understand the context, you can read from verse 21. It says they are a plundered nation. They are a plundered people. They are in prison. They are caved. And yet there is no one saying, restore. The power, love, confession. Here's the last scripture for today. Second Kings 4.16. Second King 4, verse 16. That's 19, verse 16. I, I, I also like that scripture. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. I'll talk about that. But the, I love that scripture as well. My goodness, you are making me almost change my message. 
and he said about this season according to the time of life thou shalt embrace a son and she said nay my lord thou man of God do not lie unto thine handmaid her unbelief her doubt was late why? Because the man of God had already spoken with the spirit of faith. This time, next year, you will have a child. I was preaching in Kinshasa. A very, very, very huge church. I think you know him. He's a, a Charlotte's friend, Esperance. Yeah. I was preaching. And uh, Friday was a miracle night. Every Friday is a miracle night. I, 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 I believe this one too. <laughs> and then I was with my daughter who has just given birth to my grandson today. And Queen, the fourth born child. And then I finished praying for the people and everybody. And then I went and sat. Tired drained and then the pastor was standing at the platform on the altar he saw the last lady come and put her offering at the altar he recognized her and he called her woman come your child your baby now this for many, many, many years. I don't know whether it's seven years or eight. He had wedded them, but there was no fruit of the womb. So he said, daughter, your child is in the mouth of the prophet. Without consulting me. And I said, since when did I begin carrying people's children in my mouth? was my host he has announced like to the whole church and then without without my permission without consulting me now what what can I do he paid my air ticket <laughs> he put me in a very nice hotel just like my bishop does and he has done and so I had just to look for that baby in the mouth so then I told my daughter, so he brought the daughter, he brought the lady, and it, it, it should have been maybe 20 or 22,000 people. He brought the, the, the lady to where I sat, my, and with the microphone still speaking. You, you know, there are things we speak. <laughs> and he's speaking in the microphone. My bishop, this lady, I waited them many years ago, but there is no baby. But I've just told her the baby's in your mouth. Please pray. And Shekinah and Queen were behind. And I'm tired. You know what happens after we have preached? Some people, they come to us after we have finished. Pray for me. I'm telling you. You are forgiven. So then, I said, Shekinah, pray for this lady. So Shekinah, afraid. And then the Lord said, the baby is in your mouth, not Shekinah. <laughs> then, I prayed the way I have never prayed before and after. Can I tell you how I prayed? 
Would you like to know how I prayed? Because I never prayed after. I did not kneel down. I just sat there. But this is the way I prayed. I opened my mouth to pray the way I know how to pray. My mouth was shut. So I just went. You are laughing at me. I was in labor. I was in maternity ward. I was in the labor ward. With a microphone and everybody's. They were not laughing like the way you are laughing. It was a serious business. Until I felt the burden gone. Then I went. It meant I had given birth. Then I said in the microphone. Woman, I am coming next year. The same time. I will find you with a baby. I made an announcement and everybody heard. And the following year I went, I had forgotten about what I announced. On Tuesday, I remember very well, before I could preach, they brought the baby and said, can you dedicate the baby to the Lord? Come on, give him praise. I announce, tonight I announce your deliverance. I announce your healing. Whatever you have gone through, this is your night of deliverance. Receive your deliverance. I announce your healing. I announce your marriage. Whatever has stood against you, hindering you from getting married, today I announce your marriage. I announce your business. I announce your promotion. I announce your children. I announce notions opening up. I announce your breakthrough. I announce your platform for nations. I announce divine connections. I announce a table in the presence of your enemies. I announce properties. Properties. Properties, properties, properties. I announce land. I announce the hand of God over your life. I announce the crashing of the head of the serpent in your family, in your business, in your ministry. I announce doors opening doors opening in your business, in your ministry. I announce restore. I announce restore. I came to announce the storm is over. The storm is over. The storm in Soweto is over. The storm over the nation is over. The storm over grace is over. The storm in your family is over. Shout hallelujah. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Even those who are watching me around the world, I don't care what you are going through. I 
don't care your sickness, your poverty. I don't care. I came to announce the word of the Lord over your life. I came to say there is a shift over your life. There is a shift over your ministry. There is a shift over your family. Go ahead and praise. Go ahead and praise. Your life shall never be the same. Your ministry shall never be the same. Your family shall never be the same. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and praise Him. Rakashataba. Sharababa.